Welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. And um, Bubba, we, when you and I stepped into that podcast world, uh, I, you know, you and I were trying to remember, you know, think when do we need to step in? And I think there was a few markers that happened when I heard that Mossy Oak was doing a podcast and that Cuz Strickland was doing one. <laughs> I said, hey, we, we're, we're behind. We, <laughs> we, we got to get on we, it. We, we got to get rolling. If he can do one, surely we can. And um, so then Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, was born, and we do welcome to Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, Mossy Oats, Cuz Stricker. Man, it's humbling. You know, I was blessed to come over here on the show the other day and yeah. to get an invite back. My wife said, you didn't do too bad. <laughs> you know how big a fan she is. So. Yes. Well, we were She's hoping big. she was going to make it today. She had to take my youngest daughters with me. She had to take her kids to school. There was a big argument over who's coming, and she won. <laughs> well, so. hey, now, look, baby girl always wins. Yeah. You know what? That's baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad she's here, too, but we're glad you're back. And, of course, I don't want you to think that we had you back because Speedy didn't get his jacket. Uh, I, I know that that some you know that, you know because Speedy you know he heard a freebie. Yep. Well, he, when there was a freebie on the ground, you mm. know you know what they're calling it over at Mossy Oak is Camel Gate. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm coming over there armed and I'm going to end Camel Gate <laughs> once so and for all. I got here very early and made sure I handed him his package and I brought you another one because you you bless your heart you you gave your dad. Your jacket. Well, like, gave gave yeah. is a is a is, yeah. a, is a word confiscated. Yeah, yeah, maybe a better yeah, word. Yeah, Dad took yeah. my jacket yeah. and uh, but uh, but he left me the hoodie. But uh, but anyway, so uh, I, I still have it, and now I have the jacket again. So yeah, everybody's good. Just in time for for deer season. But like uh, like you were talking about, Bubba, we we want to talk about certainly we'll talk about your expertise in hunting and food plots, and of course you have your own uh, podcast now, Fistful of Dirt. But um, and that's available wherever you get podcasts. But we want to talk about the, your story. I yeah, mean, tell it, us about the Mossy Oak story and how Cuz Strickland fits into it. Yeah, I was working in a uh, sporting goods store, in Natchez, Mississippi, just uh, you know working stiff like everybody else. And the archery craze was just hidden, and I, I was kind of really deep into that. So I ended up buying for other sporting goods stores because all these new accessories were coming out. Uh, and I was, it was a buying syndicate. And I was at the first shot show that Toxie and, and his president of the company now, Bill Sugg, that was only two employees. Yeah. They had a booth, a booth about 10 feet at the, I think it was in New Orleans. And my wife was there and she found them. She came, got me, she said, there's a couple of guys in the basement from Mississippi with a camo pattern. I went, <laughs> really? So she led me down there and I'm telling you, I stopped 40 feet from that booth. They had, bless her heart, they had a giant. <laughs> Some kind of support pole in front of their little booth yeah. wrapped in bottomland. And I looked at that and went, I'm telling you, I could kill every turkey in Mississippi with that. So I went up there, met them, country boys, went back home, and I was calling all these dealers that I knew and saying, you need to get some of this. And Toxy called me one day and said, dude, you're selling more than me and Bill. You got to come to work for me. And uh, so I went up there and visited with him, and there was no money. All it was was a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm and uh and i just went to work for him bill sugg who's now the president he's also Toxie's brother-in-law he had mississippi there was one other guy bob dixon god rest his soul he left with us and uh he had alabama and i had everything else oh my goodness and we would literally have contests to see who could stay in the cheapest motel <laughs> and I, I don't think I ever lost it. I stayed in a motel in Yeehaw Junction, Florida for $9. No, you did not. I, Nine? I, I, look, there was a sign outside. Would you cut grass while you no, were there? No, there was a sign outside that said, rooms, $10. And I went in and I looked at the guy and said, $10? And he went, okay, nine. 
That is a 100% true story. I laid my samples out on the bed. I didn't sleep in that bed, but <laughs> there, there wasn't much money. I mean, it was, uh, it was hard, you know, and, uh, I, I forgot I, my first. We had a we got together and bought a company vehicle. It was a 1983 Delta 88 Oldsmobile. I don't know if y'all remember how yes, big they were. Yeah, there was a so, tank. That's what it's called, yeah. the tank. Yeah. yeah, it had a hydraulic trunk, and the the pump it went out. And I had an oak stick about four foot long, and I'd get that trunk up and pop that stick <laughs> in there, and that's where I kept my samples. I also took people hunting in that thing. It was a 100 percent struggle. But Toxy was such a good marketing guy, you know, he, he, he wasn't out there on the road selling. I, I can remember, and I'm sure Bill and Bob could too, I'd stop on a pay, at a pay phone. This was way before cell phones, and I'd call and say, Toxy, I sold $185. He's like, you're kidding. No, yeah. that, that, that's the, it, the man. So it was old school. I'm on the road. I am a traveling salesman. That's it. That's what. That's where I start. Everybody's like, man, you got the greatest job. They didn't see all that stuff. No, know? they never do. They <laughs> and never it's do. Just like you guys, you know, a twenty-year overnight sensation. Oh yeah, know? right. No. And uh, they don't know what those hours are like. But it was—I just kind of come a, a part of the deal, you know. And so, Mossy Oak is probably sells a lot more a year now than that. You know, it turned into a different kind of company. We, uh, Bill Sugg, who was—I don't know how he pulled this off—but he was in charge of manufacturing. He had to source buttons and zip. That, that stuff's crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. And he did that, and uh, at some point we just you couldn't keep up with stuff coming in from you know offshore and all that kind of stuff. So we ended up licensing other people. This is a true story. My wife worked for the company for almost thirty years, and you, man, you talking about a man over your head? You talk about <laughs> we you all out kicking your coverage. We all, yeah. we all did that. <laughs> yeah, we did. But yeah. When when Toxie hired her. Because we moved up to West Point from Natchez. I moved three and a half hours north, and my mom used to call me and say, what's the weather like? <laughs> so it was pretty <laughs> – God rest her soul. But it was, she thought I was moving to Wisconsin. But anyway, right. uh, she, he, he called Pam in there, and he had a cigar box. And he had handwritten notes from, like, the CEO of Browning and the marketing. He said, we need a licensing program. And he just slid that box to her. And they literally started the licensing, you know – that's what Toxie says built the second story on the office building when Browning yeah. signed mm-hmm. us up as their official pattern, and we launched a television show, which is a whole nother podcast on <laughs> TNN, which was a gigantic network back then. Oh, yeah. And uh, we launched that TV show. Toxie called me in, and since I was a guy that had run a VHS camera, he's like, you need to produce us a TV show. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I went over to Mississippi State. They had a broadcast school over there. Still do. It's a great one. Yeah, my, my son's in it. I know. Yeah. And I, I met the dean. I can't remember his name. This is a long time ago. Yep. And I said, do any of those students in there hunt? And he pointed one out. I said, that big boy does. <laughs> Stephen Davis. Yeah. I hired him that afternoon before he's even out of college. And we built our own edit room. Now, back then, it looked like NASA. Oh, I know, yeah. You can do it on your phone now, but... Uh, we launched that show in 94, 95, and boom, you know, Mossy Oaks, a national brand. Now, that's kind of the short version. Yeah, well, you know, we were on TNN for a while. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they, they, they showed the show, you know, uh, I, th- I think it was live. Yeah, it was live, wasn't it? Yeah, and we were on there for a while yeah. when you guys were, uh, I don't know if it was the same time, because you started, 
you joined the team in 88, right? 1988? Right. Re- yeah, right at the end of 87. Yeah. yeah. So that when y'all put the TV show on TNN when it was really huge, when was that? 95 or 94. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, our, we got on when with, Ralph Emery was hosting. Yeah. yeah. And, so, but now you, you're, I mean, Mossy Oak is not just camouflage. Oh, no. It's property. It's, I mean, there's a lot under that umbrella, right? It's, yeah, it's, and Toxie was always way ahead of everybody. Somebody in charge usually is if it's a successful No, time. you better believe it. He's, uh, he's always three or four innings in front of us at that baseball <laughs> game. But his, his passion from the get-go was always trees and habitat and stuff like that. And now we have native nurseries, which is a huge thing. And we have Mossy Oak Kennels. Uh, and, his, and his shining star is Mossy Oak Properties. We've been into that for a long time, but it's a, it, it's it's an outdoor lifestyle company. We got a lot of fishing clothes and stuff like that. And our our message is always, and Toxie says, it, live your left your best life outdoors. And hunting's a big part of that for us, but it's not a big part of it for some of the younger people. We try to recruit them into that because, like Ted Nugent says, it's perfect. It says so in the Bible. And uh, but you don't have to love hunting to love Mossy Oak and what we stand for. So right. that company has grown. The umbrella's getting big. And uh, now I'm kind of along for the ride. <laughs> you know, we got a lot of young you people. You pushed uphill, though, a lot I of times. Yeah, there were several <laughs> of us that pushed uphill. So, yeah, and I can remember coming home from one of them road trips, and I was having fun. I was in the camo business, and my wife sat me down, and she said, I, this, ain't, this ain't working. You know, mm. whatever it was, $135 a week or something. Mm-hmm. So we were, oh, yeah. You know, and she was kind of overseeing everything. You gone all the time. Mm-hmm. Raising the kids. And I said, hey, I get it. You know, I, I, I'm down with that. So I went and talked to Tox, and he's like, dude, give me six months. He's, and he had all this in his brain. but And I did, thank thank God. Again, that was divine intervention. I stuck it out. Cause yeah. So so Toxie was just, he had, he was just cut a certain way. He's a, it, 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 the way his mind, you know, some of these people, their mind just works different than other people. It's, and, uh, it's, and it's amazing. Just like his, his picking of the pattern. Yep. You know, that, that was kind of, how did he develop it, it, the original? You hear this and people will look at me and go, that's a sales. This is what happened. Toxie's dad, they were in a hunting club, uh, in Alabama. And it was a really well-known, one of the only places it was a lot of turkeys back then. And, he would take Toxie along, and the first thing they'd have to do is build a blind. It wasn't a good camo back then. And Toxie's deal was like, I'm going to fix a camo pattern that you don't have to do that. And he did. He drew out he drew out these shapes, vertical and elliptical shapes. And he had, when he went to this guy who was, he was trying to get to cut the fabric, he had bag, plastic bags with dirt and leaves and little sticks, and he laid them out on the counter. And the guy was like, "What?" Well, he said, can you match these colors? And, and the guy was so fascinated with it. Usually, the, the, just the, you would have to get a 1,000 yards or something like that. The guy just kind of fell in love with the story and helped him. Yeah. And he got, I forgot how many yards he was able to finally get it struck off. And his mom hand-sewed the first outfits. And he had a little bitty ad in Mississippi Game and Fish, 800 number, that went to their house. And if it came in on the 800 number, instead of just saying, hello, uh, Mossy Oak. Yeah. <laughs> and, if, and if they asked for the sales or something, he would change the tone in his voice. And, <laughs> Let me put you on hold. Yeah. yeah. That, sales. That sounds corny. I mean, you guys have no, been there. I understand it completely. And uh, that was uh, – but the fact that I was able to be part of that and watch it and uh, – 
you know, I've kind of become well known with Moss Oak through whatever reason. It's 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 been it's been phenomenal. All right, we're going to come back and keep talking with Coach Strickland. Uh, and uh, man, we could talk for hours and hours, but we'll continue our discussion when Rick and Bubba University the podcast continues. All right, so we're talking about you know the outdoors, man. We love the outdoors, but you know it's sad. A lot of people are struggling uh, with with relaxing and and trying to have peace of mind. And, you know, the times we're living in, it makes us all anxious. They're saying that the anxiety right now is through the roof in our country. Uh, and, and I want to introduce you to a brand-new uh, sponsor uh, that's teamed up with, uh, with all the Rick and Bubba content right here on Rick and Bubba University called Headspace. Because I know a lot of times you, you may be thinking to yourself, all right, I, I want to relax. I'm trying to think of things that could help me like to meditate and just chill. I, I go to the farm for that. But also Headspace helps because in, in the times that we're living in, you can go access all kinds of stuff uh, on apps and things that are streaming. But you may think, what are the things out there? What, what, what type of, of, of um, items do I need to be listening to, music or sound? You know how sometimes like we got down at, the, at Camp House, we got a little thing you can flip on and you hear the sounds of the outdoors even in one of the rooms. And you're like, well, Rick, I don't know how to go find these meditation apps. Well, that's where Headspace comes in. Uh, all you have to do is to go out there and you can download all sorts of things that will help you to meditate, sit down, and relax. Find some Headspace at headspace.com slash Bubba. We're going to get you one month free of their entire medication library. Now, this this is the best Headspace offer that they've ever offered, and they did it here on Rick and Bubba University. So headspace.com slash Bubba today. Uh, just right now, my doctor is, is trying to help me. I've never had high blood pressure. I've never struggled with that. And I'm telling you, I, uh, just at the pace we've been running, having a hard time shutting her down and, and relaxing, and, and headspace.com slash Bubba is a great way to do that. That's a good thing to add to the arsenal. So whatever the situation, Headspace can help you feel better. If you're struggling with bedtime anxiety, can't go to sleep, can't relax. Man, I have friends like that. They can't go to sleep. They started using this, and it was very, very helpful. Try their sleep cast, um, bedtime journeys that change every night. Again, right now, we're going to get you a month for free by going to headspace.com slash Bubba. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, Cuz Strickland with Mossy Oak uh, is our guest. Uh, you, you, he's, he's been involved with so many things since 1988 with, 1988 with this ever-growing company. Uh, Mossy Oak, but he also just has a fascinating story. Cuz, I want to ask you, this is kind of from the business world, but I, I can imagine a lot of people that's not familiar maybe with business or hunting thinking, camo pattern? You, you could do all that with a camo pattern? What made theirs different? Uh, did you, Was there le- legally, I guess, you had to protect and copyright all that stuff and, uh, and <clears throat> defend it, I guess, at times? Yeah, how do you copyright dirt? Yeah. Uh, it, twigs. It, it, yeah, it's a, that's a complicated world right there. But Toxie's deal was here, here. This was his thought process. He said, if you look in nature, there's two kinds of camouflage. And he's right. It's like a hen quail. You can see one of those at four feet and it's scary. You, you never saw it. Another thing's like a tiger or a zebra. They have these giant bold things and if they're way off, you can't see them. To, so he wanted something that would blend in and break up your outline at the same time. He was fascinated with that, and he came up with these vertical and elliptical shapes. Mm-hmm. Had to be in this color. He actually had it in two colors. It was bottom land and hill country. He did away with mm-hmm. hill country. But he was fascinated with that, and he worked on it. 
And the first thing we did is we would go out and, and put somebody in a one-piece jumpsuit, put them in the woods, and take pictures. Where's Waldo? Mm-hmm. And that was that's field where, testing. That's where it all yep. started right there. But yes, the the you know it's gotten so distorted and overrun right now. It's kind of hard to tell one from the other. But people trying to knock it off along the way that yeah. was a constant. Yeah, because I guess they're saying I don't know what the the legal framework is yeah, kind of what that's, was that. Yeah, if I walk in with a, with works. a pattern and you go that looks an awful lot like mossy oak, you know, no, it's not mossy oak. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's who decides what 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 goes? No, that pattern is close, guys, but it doesn't violate anything. I can't imagine how do you make those kind of. Yeah, you can trademark the the combination of the name and the pattern and the color. Yeah, you know, and and we've had a lot of different patterns, you know, break up and all that. But yeah, it's gotten so uh, overrun now. And some of the most popular patterns you'll see on if you watch the hunt networks, and you'll look at that and go, "Holy cow, that's the most loud, mm-hmm. you know, bright gray blue." And it's it's almost about it's almost gotten to be a popularity contest. That's why, thank God, in His you know wisdom. Of way back then, we have all these umbrellas now. You know, the mm-hmm. kennels and biologic yeah, right. and the products. you got to diversify. Yeah, and, and everybody's working on that. And, I, and I'm assuming this is it's somewhere down the road it becomes pennies versus, you know, substantial money. But try to walk me through this, okay? So, like, if you go to rickandbubba.com right now and click on the store, you see our various hunting stuff, you know. And one of them is a camouflage hat. Mm-hmm. And it's mossy oak. But it has Team Rick and Bubba on it. Yeah. So I know we had to pay a royalty for that. How how does how does all that? I guess you know it's our we've put our name on it, but it's obvious we put it on your pattern. Yeah. And of course, the people in our store said, well, you know, that's going to be a little more expensive hat because there's a royalty involved. But we want to have the people that actually wear and use hunting, so you don't want to have some pattern that, that nobody's going to put on their head. Yeah. But but so we pay a royalty to Mossy Oak. So. How does that work? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, the royalty that that right there would be a deal with a hat company. Yeah, the hat people. They've already paid the yeah, royalty. It's just right. more expensive okay. when we get it. I, yeah. I got it. Okay. I get my hats from a company called Double X Outdoor. Okay. Yeah. Oh they, yeah. yeah. You know that's a that's a big deal. But anyway, whoever it is, they'll make their they'll they'll cut their deal with us on a fabric or a garment or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And when it gets down to hats, it's pennies. So that guy was like, "Oh, that's a more expensive hat." Yeah. It ain't really that much more expensive. So, but so. you you, you it, guys make the money per item, or do you yeah. sell a? Like you were how talking about, that work? that's how the brownie deal was so big, right? Because they're saying we'll put they your were, pattern on, on yeah, all of our stuff. That's right. They on all their hunting clothes yeah. back then. They chose our tree stand pattern, mm-hmm. and that's what when you walk in the shot show and you see the browning booth and there's moss here. That was that was the big moment. That yeah, was the yeah. defining moment right there. But ninety nine times out of hundred, it's a fabric deal. Right. So many they want to buy ten thousand yards of fabric. So y'all actually is, produce and do that. It's not all just licensing. Well, it's, we don't really produce much of anything anymore. Right. Uh, okay. Television and podcasts and stuff like that. <laughs> it used to be all of us producing, but you know when you companies like Branding, whoever it is, Carhartt, those. Those people are so much better at it than we are. It was hard for us to compete. Right. You know, if you had a six po- a pair of six-pocket pants and a long-sleeve shirt, man, we couldn't sell them for, you know, nineteen ninety-nine a piece. We had to get way more than that because we were all cotton. We were doing it. Sure, a, right. And that was kind of short-lived. So the licensing deals were Mossy Oak shot up. That's, yeah, that's where it's at. I, I will and, tell you that the stuff you guys made early on, I mean, I my, my go-to, my main hunting – Setup that I wear nine out of ten times is it's it, I can't tell you how long I've had it. 
I mean, and, and, it, and it, it, it's so durable. I mean, it still is as good as the day that I bought it. And, I mean, I'm talking about it's probably oh, – it's got to be at least 20 years old. Some of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, and still, you know, you can go out of business have something that good of quality. You know, I mean, it's like uh, – because I, I don't it's ever like, really have to to replace it. It's like that 7.3 diesel engine. Yeah, yeah that's, right. Right. that's right. By the way, it's a prize. I can't believe you didn't, you didn't make an offer on that. <laughs> you couldn't get food, man. That phone, that, 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 that took off so fast. But we're talking about selling Bubba's truck, his, his old hunting truck. You heard that on the way of the podcast. Oh, uh, I had to pull over. It, right. That was one of the best segments. It was crazy. But anyway, yeah, the uh, the pattern thing, it, it, yeah. it kind of had a life of its own. And, uh you know, now there's like uh, Bass Pro has a pattern that looks a lot like ours, and sometimes there's confusion, and it just is what it is. And But back in the day, this is what Toxie would do. If we had a banner year and we made this much profit, I'm telling you, he would take 93% of that and put it back in marketing. Right. And we just – it's like not taking vacations or buying big boats. He put it all right back in that marketing. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, it's a two. It's kind of a two man race there forever. But he was not scared to invest that money back, and he he had a plan. Well, so, if you've never been to uh, uh, to West Point, Mississippi, uh, it it is it is the land of mossy oak. And uh, <laughs> my family and I have been there, and actually stayed in on the mossy oak side. Uh, one of your one of the land. Uh, situation. Another part of the umbrella. Yeah, where y'all have all these cabins along the golf course over there, and it's just beautiful. And you just you just see the 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 handprint of mossy oak all over that that beautiful place. And um, so is is that is that the you have things like that in a lot of different places? Or is that mainly no. where all that is? No, the golf course that actually belongs to George Bryan, who yeah. built uh, Old Waverly. Yeah. They had the U.S. the 1999 U.S. Open Ladies Golf Tournament right there. That's how good that golf course is. Yeah, but he always wanted one that was a little more linksy style. His family big golfers. Yeah, and he and Toxie they've been there their whole lives. And he uh, he brought Toxie in, you know, wanted to use that name, loved it. And Toxie actually went out there with a. He's got some machines. He also has another thing, Mossy Oak. Land enhancement mold, we yeah. call it the yeah. mold <laughs> hole. Mold, yeah. But they went out there early on with you know bulldozers and stuff, <clears> and, and kind of cleared some of the land. But uh, you know, golf's a big deal. We had a show on the Golf Channel for a year called Second Season because I love to play golf. wasn't even good at it, but that ain't a prerequisite right, for right. playing. But uh, man, on when we had this show on the Golf Channel, it was called Second Season. I had Jack Nicklaus, Fuzzy Zeller, Davis Love, some of the biggest names out yeah. there. Because when the internet just was going, I was looking at those bios, and they would not just list hunting and fishing. I mean, not just fishing, hunting, hunting and fishing, hunting. Yeah. And uh, went to a golf tournament, met uh, Gary Nicholas, Jack Nicholas's son. Yeah. Hey, I knew he's a big bow hunter, so I was kind of stalking him. I was, oh, yeah. I was <laughs> hoping he knew who I was, didn't think I was some kind of maniac. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And got him over there and invited him to go bow hunting. And he's like, love to. And I said, now, we're going to film it for TV, and here's the thing. He said, that'll be awesome. So we set it up. I was going to take him to Texas. You know, Ray Charles can kill a deer in Texas. I mean, it's just so – back then, there was so much down. And anyway, three days before oh, yeah. he's supposed to come down there, he calls me and said, hey, my dad wants to come. And I'm, I'm, my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> oh, uh, I, yeah, I we got a tree for him. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. And, uh, so anyway, ended up. This is what ended up being. It was Jack Nicholas and three of his sons and his grandson. Oh wow! They all came down there. You talking about a nervous wreck? It was me and one other guy and this kind of outfitter. 
And uh, were they pretty savvy? Did they know what they were doing? Oh yeah. Okay, good. J- listen, Jack Nicholas got off that. He got down to the lodge where we, I say lodge is the old house, and he opened his bow, and it was like spider webs. Uh, he had you could tell he hadn't touched it forever. It was an old PSC and had an overdraw, five inch feathers, and he had an old calf hair tab. And I, I'm like, Mr. Jack, you want to shoot that bow a little bit for him? No, it's fine. It was good. So what do you say? No, you, you don't say anything. You no. tell the golden bear to come apart. Yeah. And look, so we go hunting, and he was telling me while I was driving out, he just got back from wherever, South Africa, designing a course. And we're getting this old tin build. It used to be a pump house, and we, they had cut a shooting hole, and, of course, there's feeders out there. And, and he's, he, as soon as he sits down, he's nodding. He's out. Really? Yeah. I'm assuming he was tired. It could have been that or my amazing conversation. <laughs> but anyway, he, goes, he may be like me. You get still. I gonna, go to sleep. They're going to get cussed talking to one of those those headspace <laughs> things we just talked about. Anyway, the deer start coming. Finally, this really nice deer comes in. I'll look at him. I'm waking him up. Right. So I wake him up, and he's down there, and he's like, how far is it? Because he got a couple of pins on mm-hmm. his boat. Yeah, right. And I had this was the old viewfinder. Oh, you yeah. had to roll with a mirror. Mm-hmm. And I said, he's, whatever, 35 yards. So he gets an air out, and he kind of licks that tab and pulls that string. He says, he's still there? I said, yes, sir. So he, he draws that bow back and raises up, boom, 10 reamed it. If I'm lying, I'm dying. I'm looking through the – I'm filming this, looking through this going, I just I think I just filmed Jack Nicholas killing a deer with a bow down. That deer went, you know, f- and I'm like – so. It, and it, he it, set the bow back down. Ten minutes later, he's <laughs> – <laughs> Sound asleep. He and that bow were one, weren't they? Well, yeah. I get, if you got that kind of hand-eye coordination. Oh, yeah. And he, he talked about, all he talked about that whole time was his family. That's it. He, bow hunting wasn't his thing. He was there because them boys loved it. Oh, yeah. He likes to fish. Yeah. And uh, I got through and I did an interview with him. And I always said it was the best interview I've ever done. He was just so cool. And when we got through, I said, I said, Mr. Jack, I said, I may need some pictures. He's, and he gave me a card. He said, call that number right there and gave me your name. It was his assistant. So I called her and I said, I need some pictures to go with your all this talk. And she literally sent a shoebox to my office this big, and it had family photos in wow. it of them little kids, like when he won the match. It was hundreds. I was scared to death. Yeah. Cool. You, if know, I lose you gotta ship them back. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, look, when I shipped them back, it was a metal box. <laughs> oh, yeah. But anyway, he was the nicest guy ever. And um things like that, you know, took Fuzzy Zeller and when I took uh uh all those golfers, all they wanted to talk about was their family. Yeah. They didn't want to talk about business. They just wanted to be yeah. one of the guys. Well, the great outdoors, uh that's that's why we love it. We'll come back, we'll continue with Cuz Strickland on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. All right, so we we know the problem and we face it all the time. I need a product. Most of the companies that provide it do not reflect uh, the way I see the world. And sometimes you feel like, man, I just wish I wouldn't send any money to this organization. Well, how about this? Standing up for what you believe does not mean you have to compromise when it comes to your sales service. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer broad nationwide coverage. In fact, they use the same towers that all the major carriers use. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and they're 100% U.S.-based customer support team, and uh, you're going to talk to people that can get to the root of anything that you need, any service you need, exceptional customer service. And more importantly, they, they share the values that you and I and, and we like to support. 
We want to support organizations that fight for our religious freedoms, our constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veterans and first responders, and uh, that's uh, the company that you're dealing with. But you're not having to compromise anything uh, as far as quality is concerned. A lot of times you think you have to compromise your views to have quality, not the case. You have a choice. PatriotMobile.com slash Rick Bubba or call 972-PATRIOT. We'll get you free activation with the offer code Rick Bubba. Uh, they always have special discounts for veterans and first responders. You'll save even more. Uh, and they have multi-line accounts. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. PatriotMobile.com slash Rick Bubba. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Rick Bubba. Cuz Strickland is our guest on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Cuz, if you have one day to go do something in the outdoors, yeah, fishing, hunting, the various forms of that, what, what do you do? What's your favorite? Well, now, now everything revolves around those grandkids. Yeah. You know, I, I used to, years ago, I would have said turkey hunting, but now uh, being able to watch them and just be a part. I was, God bless me beyond anything that I deserve, but uh, my youngest daughter, they actually built their house out there. So the, her two sons, are they've been around me since they were born, and their dad and everything else. But just watching, and, you know, if you watch some of the YouTube with Rick at men's conferences, you know, that that's something that, that's not being taught in a lot of places. Yeah. And, and I personally think little kids learn by watching. You, yeah. you, you can have all the divine intervention yeah. and and big talks and stuff, they learn how to act by watching how you roll. Yeah. So I try to keep them involved in man, men stuff, you know, cutting wood. Open. I can guarantee you if, if they were with me right now and the lady was behind them, they would open the door for them. Yeah. Little things. Yeah. But uh, teaching them how to separate themselves from people who don't act like that, and then that, to me that builds confidence. So mm-hmm. I, I have more fun just watching them and giving them little tests and yeah. stuff like that because they, they love to hunt. <laughs> And fish and all that, but uh, yeah, it, it would be something with them. I had all I had all three of my grandsons opening day of youth season, and they brought one of their buddies. And what they wanted to do before they went was go to a Hank Junior concert. And I was like, "That's pretty cool." Thirteen, twelve, yeah. yeah. And they had a blast. And then they all <laughs> shot a deer Saturday afternoon. So I was I was I, following you on social media, and you were letting uh, let them talk, and 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 one of them riding around and giving pointers and all that. It was really, really funny because they are quite knowledgeable for their age yeah. because they've been they've been well, raised they better be. yeah, they've been they've been raised on it. Yeah, but that, what, how serious they are about it too. Like they're really going they're really laying down some wisdom for us, which is really funny to watch. Yeah, they're uh, that littlest one, he 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 he's he's a mile a minute. He he's yeah. very uh, grown up for his age. He talks like an adult and they're very polite. They're yes sir, no sir. And they need to know that means something. Yeah, they do. They really do. And yeah. I mean I'm Preaching to the choir, you're one of the best people in the world at well, that message. When you when you look though, and you think about the outdoors, I think a lot of times we assume that that it's just going to continue, but we do see right now, you know, that the the trends are not are not going up on on fathers taking their their sons and daughters into the outdoors and developing a love for that. Uh, and um, you know, I think it goes back to this. And I think this mistake can be made where you assume that your kid, well, he, he or she, does, she's not into that. Well, it may be because they've never been introduced to it uh, and, and give them a shot at it. Then they may decide it's not their thing or they don't enjoy it. That's fine. But there's a certain time of their life when you are in, in control of their lives 
that, you know, it's like you give up on it too quick. Yeah. And introduce them to it, immerse them in it, show them, and also be smart. I mean, you don't want to take a kid first time out a place that, you know, you're going to sit him all day long and he's not going to see anything and, and all that. Try to see if you can't, you know, give him some Daddy action. don't like that either. No, but, well, you know, I've noticed now um, seeing the deer is great. Um, I, I heard somebody say it best. I really have gotten to this point, and Cousin, you're probably going to get upset, but I, or you may understand it. We've been on this, the, the fellowship of it all. Yeah. Yeah. And just the fun of it all. And we'll have people say, you know, the only thing that can ruin this deer hunt is if one of one of us shoots a deer. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? I'm there. <laughs> you know what? I am there. It'll, it'll mess your dinner plans up. <laughs> right. Right. Hey, look, I got I got steaks sitting over there. Don't <laughs> yeah. nobody shoot no deer at four o'clock. It's going to take me two hours. Right. <laughs> Let me tell you this. I, I'm also on the board of what used to be QDMA, Quality yeah. Deer. It's the National Deer Association now. Yeah. And they're recruiting people through this field of fork. Uh, that's an amazing thing to see. They they set up at these farmers markets cooking venison, and people will come up and mm-hmm. oh, I'm so interested in that. So they did a hunt, and uh, they they had to just turn away people. But the first hunt, I think, had 24 people. It was the most diverse group you've ever seen. Yeah, you know, there was a 20 year old girl with purple hair. There was two right. Asian. It was crazy, and all they wanted to know was everything they could learn about hunting. Yeah, because they had never been exposed to it. They were they were down with shooting a deer. Yeah, they just wanted to know every step of the way. And yeah. I'm like, people, it's the right thing to do, and people are interested in it. And you're right. And the conservation groups we work with are awesome. The issue is their kids were probably going to get to hunt anyway. We right. need we need to get outside that right. box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know some of it has to do with video games and all that kind of stuff, maybe, but. I think a lot of it is, you know, is just is like I said before, giving up on it too quick. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got you know my sons now, even though they're older, they're all at different levels of how much that they're really into it. You know, one is completely into it, one's somewhat into it, one can 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 take it or leave it. But they don't. But we still get together and hunt together because of the time we're spending together. Yeah. You know, if if you're not as into it as your other brother, it doesn't really uh-huh. matter. You know, because when you come, we're, Dad, you're going to go with Dad, and we're going to go hunt and fish and spend some time in the outdoors together, and it's not up for debate because it's good for all of us. And even if you just enjoy us eating and the fellowship and you couldn't care less if you take a deer or catch a fish or whatever, that's not the point. The point is we're outside and we're spending time together away from all this other. Uh, and Because there's a connection that comes with spending time together in the outdoors that is just not like anything else. I had uh, all girls, and I can tell you, and and I, I, that probably wasn't their thing. They were mm. seeing what I was doing, but I would take them. And I got, I'll got i tell you, I'll share you a quick story, but first, they would talk to me about stuff sitting there, whether we built a little blind or in a yeah. pot. They, they would tell me about stuff that I would never hear about if we weren't there. That's right. For two or three hours. That's correct. Questions they would ask. This yeah. one's sitting right back here when she was – Seven or eight, I was taking her hunting, and we had, it had just rained, and we stopped. And I, I said, you smell that? And she sniffed. She said, no. I said, Lauren, that's, that's the woods. Yeah. You can't get that anywhere else. That's right. You know, me being the cool dad. Yeah. This, this is a true story. Ten years later, she's set, I think she's 17, and she's guiding a little girl from Camp Compass Academy, which is up in PA. We're down at Bent Creek in Alabama. And now she's guiding. I'm just 
behind them film and walking down, and she stops and does that same How thing. How about that? <laughs> and I'm telling you, I cried. For, <laughs> I had to gather myself. How to bring she, a tear to glass eye. <laughs> <laughs> she remembered that. Mm-hmm. I never brought it up again, but no. I'm like. But she ain't never forgot it. Yeah. It, it's just those times, no distractions, no nothing out there, and they will talk about stuff that, that you ain't going to get. So to me, that's the that's the biggest thing about the whole outdoor lifestyle. What, what do you think is the biggest threat to that and passing it along? Oh man, you, you're gonna get me down some rabbit hole. There's a bunch of threats out there right now, but uh, you know, and I don't want to go against the. Here, here's the deal: you you got to get people with common sense to make common sense wildlife regulations. Thankfully, most of them are dictated by the state, and there's a lot of good states. We got some good governors. We really do. Uh, my personal thing, I, the biggest threat I, I see to it is CWD because if you ever get to where you can get that, whatever they call it, mad cow disease, yep. if that jumps and then all of a sudden you can't eat that venison, that, that would hurt it. I personally feel like there's a lot going on right now in the right direction. Hunter's Nation, National Deer Association, they're recruiting through different means. They're kind of gotten off of that, hey, let's grow a 180-inch deer, and they're talking about protein. Mm-hmm. And this is how you feel dress a deer. Did you know there's 30 deer processors within 50 miles of your house? That's what people are interested in. And I, I got more faith in this younger wave, and I don't know what they are, you know, baby boomers. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is. Whatever they call themselves. Some of them young kids that True. I'm around, True. they have more sense than – their parents on common sense. No, issues. you're right. You're I, right. I, I feel pretty good about it. You know, that's just me looking down. All right, we'll come back. We'll continue our conversation with Cus Strickland on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. All right, Cus, I'm gonna tell you something. We are fired up about this right here. Bubba, get yours out. There it Brand, is. Brand new sponsor to the Rick and Bubba show. I want to introduce you to this. This right here is called the Groove Belt. I it, love. It's the most comfortable belt that that is known to me. Look at that right there. We come right, right here. Listen. Look, look, you know what that means? What does that mean, Bubba? Somebody means business. That's right. You locked in magnetically. Boom. Yeah. And, and you can actually, I mean, if you don't believe it, just put a piece of metal out here. And what I like about it, see, you don't have to. This belt from our friends at Groove Life, what this means is, see, I can go over here and you pull it around and it stretches a little bit and it gives. But feel how yeah. durable that is. Just a I mean, little bit of give. I mean, that right there is a belt. That I mean, that thing right there is, is, is isn't that good? Man. And you need to experience this too. The buckle. I mean, look at Bubba. Here, Bubba over. He just keeps on bugging. Yeah, it's fun it to got, play with. Yeah, it, it just right there because it's magnetic and it closes and you pull it around there. It fits snug, <laughs> amazingly comfortable. I don't like it's wearing most belts. Well, I don't like too. wearing most belts because they're not comfortable. So, uh, so Groove Life. It, it, but, but again, now I know a lot of you too. If you've ever seen the Groove Life ring, I know a lot of you are wearing these silicone rings. But this is the only breathable silicone ring and. Uh, the grooves in the ring let air in and moisture out. Very comfortable. You'll forget you're wearing it. But if you like, you know, you're like me, you kind of like the, the rigid strength of the metal ring. They also have this one. This is the Zeus, the Zeus ring. Look at that right there. Look here, cuz. Wow. It comes there. Just see that thing right there. Ring this out. And that right there, you talk about durable. and, and uh, but, but, again, you don't even know you have it on. You want to try, try that out. It might be. I don't know. It might be a little big, but I think for you, cuz, them fingers right there, that may be perfect. Uh, so anyway, if if you want a belt, you never have to adjust, or you want one of these silicone rings that are so comfortable and durable, then I, I suggest right now that you listen, because we're going to get you fifteen percent off. 
Groove Life has a lifetime warranty, so there's no risk. The quality of these products, Bubba, can you feel them just right now? Oh, I love the way this belt buckle is made. I yeah. mean, you can just tell. This yeah. is good stuff, engineered good, manufactured good. GrooveLife.com. Use the promo code Rick Bubba. Just put Rick Bubba together. 15% off your Groove Life order. That's GrooveLife.com with the promo code Rick Bubba. All right, we're with Cuz Strickland. Gosh, we only got about five, six minutes left, guys. I you mean, know what I like about this? This is going good. Yeah. You, are you still <laughs> sounds like that Sounds like you're cocking the gun. <laughs> you like it, Cuzzy? I like it. <laughs> you know, Rick, yeah. ready to go. <laughs> I, know, I knew you were going to love this when they sent it to us. Of course, they sent it to one of the places across the aisle, but we found it. Uh, but anyway, so – because we were we were talking about, but were you? Did you have something you want to finish up on? I know we had to go. Well, and get I, that I was in. just we were yeah. talking about things that are threats to passing along the great outdoors to the next there generation. Yeah. Uh, urban sprawl, uh, getting to land. Uh, do you see that being an issue, or is there there more available out there now? You, you know, access. Everybody talks about access all the time. The most popular hunting YouTube stuff right now is uh, those guys are hunting on public land. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. That bunch of young guys started. It's called the hunting public. And everywhere they go, turkey or deer hunting or archery, whatever it is, they're going on public land and they're camping on the ground. And that's the that's the craze. You know, once you get out of Texas, they don't have a lot of public land. Uh, Mississippi's got some, Alabama. But anywhere kind of west of the Mississippi River, there's there's millions of acres out there. So you, you can't use access to it as, a, as an excuse anymore. And uh, even those dads who I ain't never hunted and all that kind of stuff, there's places to do it. Tons of videos out there. Uh, You're never too old to learn. No. No, and, and don't let that bother you. I, I had a friend of mine one time, and he didn't grow up hunting, and that's fine. And I think because men don't like to be embarrassed. They don't like to look foolish or whatever unless you're us, apparently. But, um, <laughs> but, but, and he said, would you take my son? He's interested in hunting. Would you take – you probably get this all the time, yeah. YouTube. Would you take him hunting and let him, you know, kill a deer? And I said – I will take him, but you're going. And he said, nah, that's not really my thing. And I, I think that's kind of holding him back. I said, I don't want you to miss that. Now, look, what you're thinking is, which that's no problem. You don't know what you're doing. You've never done it before. You don't want it to be dangerous. You're not sure what to do. And that's fine. But you're going. Uh, so <laughs> e- even if you decide that you don't like it, you're not going to miss watching him like it. You that, know? Yes, awesome. And then they get there and they love it. And then, Yeah, and then they have a good time. Because most men, I'm this way. I, I've been this way. I don't really like to step out and be put in a position with something that I don't really know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I just think most men are that way. So I think a lot of it holding back is what you just said. I don't know what I'm doing. My daddy didn't do it. But just like we talk about with anything, you've got to be a generation breaker. You know, maybe you start this tradition in your family. You're the guy who started it. Yeah, I was on And a, there's plenty of people that will help you. I was on a panel one time, question and answer, a big sports show. I forgot where it was. And there was four or five guys up there. And they were talking about, you know, moving the sport forward. And give, give your opinion. They asked the guy next to him, and he talked about you got to do this with kids, 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 kids. And then they asked me, "Cuz, what do you think?" And I said, "Well, look, not to, you know, object right. to what he said, but I said if I'm taking, here's my priorities to take an adult that's never been, who's interested in it. Because number one, you once you teach them and you get them fired about it." They got a driver's license. That's right. Yeah, they they can go. go back. Yeah. They can take right. that. Right. And a little kid, if you get him all fired up, his dad or whoever ain't doing it, he's one and done, you know. So it's uh, lots of people want to learn it. And uh, once they get out there and have a few of those divine moments that I've had mm. out there, it, it's it's crazy. I've had so many. I, I'm going to write another book. I got a couple of books that are mostly humor. And uh, 
but I'm going to write one about just some of the times God touched us when we were doing things so with man. like Catch a Dream or whoever yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just countless times you see it, and it's like, man, that could only happen out here. Oh, I, and so and, and now you're doing the podcast. You got fistful of dirt, you know. Cuz the podcaster. Who, 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 you know, three years ago, I didn't know what a podcast was. We didn't Lauren came to me. She said, "You need to do a podcast because you're you're you you talk a lot." And I was like, "So I went and listened to a couple, and I said, well, I could do that.' So we built a podcast. <laughs> she produced it, and we had a an example. We threw it out there to the marketing team. Nothing stuck. So the guys at Properties came about, you know, a year after that and said, hey, I think we need to do a podcast for Mossy Oak Properties. So we played them, the one she built mm-hmm. a year ago. And, oh, we love that. So we, and I didn't know what I was doing. And the first, she finally got all of her equipment and she had it, you know, pretty well tweaked. And I said, I'm going to line some guests up. We were at my house, had it out there. And, uh, and uh, she walked through. I said, Lauren, have you got your stuff out here? She said, yeah. I said, and never used it yet. I said, okay, Ted Nugent's calling here in 20 minutes. <laughs> We're going to do a podcast in her eyes. <laughs> so the f- first one was Ted Nugent, but I knew he would help me promote. But you know what? I learned right then, uh, I've learned especially after, I haven't done as many episodes as y'all. We do one a week, but it's all about the information. You find people that are interesting and find out what their story is yeah. and let them talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have the world's greatest archer or the world's greatest. No. It's man, because you can. Stories. Man, people love that. They do. So, so you can get it. Uh, it's called Fistful of Dirt, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get podcasts. Cuz, thanks for being with us. We sure have enjoyed our time. And well, like it's say, flown by. We'll too. have to do more yep. of them. You also can find out everything about Mossy Oak by going to mossyoak.com. Also, Cuz is on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Cuz. Strickland, just do that, and you can find him both places. We sure have enjoyed our time together, buddy. Hey, I'm humble. Come back again. I'm humble to be here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure we have a reason for me to come back. That's right, and and you know we can always come to see you. That's probably the most. Hey, uh, you know your hunting camp's waiting for y'all. I, I told know, you that last yeah, time. Yeah, you're about to get a visitor. What I just said is a very subtle. You know, I basically <laughs> said, "Are oh, we could come to your place?" So we will. We will do. It. Y'all can have the best group hunt ever. Oh, I'm telling I'm you, 900 telling. acres, sleep six. I do all the cooking, big screen TV, all the ESP. I'm telling let's, you. Let's go ahead and set that up. I'm so excited. I'll shut the gate behind you. We'll have a great all right, night. Let's get the weekend down. All, all right. right. Let's, let's get aggressive on that. Yep. And, and we'll, we'll push the move back. We'll get on that. <laughs> Thanks for being with us on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.